It's time to live in victory. It's time to live the life that God has called you to live. Do you know what God has called you to do? Do you know where he's taking you? Or are you so caught up in just trying to survive this season that you're in that it's impossible to see anything else? Today, we're diving into two tactical ways to learn where God is taking your life, what you're called to do, and get some passion back in your life. Hey mama, welcome to Restored Mama. Do you wish your days didn't go by in a blur because you are so busy? Ready to kill it as a homeschool mom trying to juggle home, family, and business as well? Does it feel like you're just trying to survive the day until you put your kids to bed? Do you need a time management strategy to balance it all? Hey, I'm Jen. I too was a mom that was trying to do it all but accomplishing nothing. I too felt worn out and drained and wished for freedom and balance in my life. I wanted to enjoy life and live out the calling God placed on me, but I kept telling myself life was always going to be this busy and I would never escape being that hot mess mom who lost her identity to motherhood until I found structure and time management strategies that actually work. In this podcast, you will find ways to prioritize to help you balance it all, learn habits to bring ease in your day, God-centered conversations to help you focus on what is really important, and ways to enjoy motherhood so that you will be able to go to bed feeling accomplished and loving life again. Warm up that cold coffee, kick up your feet. You deserve a break. Are you depressed, filled with anxiety, stressed, overwhelmed? Mom life can be so hard, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be that hard. You can ditch the overwhelm with the course Ditch the Overwhelm. It's a course designed to help you find ways to manage your busy mom life with ease, and you can actually enjoy your day-to-day life instead of waking up dreading the day that's to come. I know, you're already overwhelmed with life, and taking a course on top of everything that you're already doing just sounds impossible. And the title course is a bit intimidating, I get it, but this course is created special for you, the overwhelmed mama. I had you in mind when I created this. It's designed to be able to get through at your own pace, and it's really only a couple hours of time each week that you have to devote to it to be able to get your life back. Doesn't that sound so worth it? All you have to do is give up one or two of those movies or shows that you plan on watching this next week, and you can get started on ditching the overwhelm and see amazing changes happen in your life. You'll find balance in your busy life so that you can have time to do what God's called you to do. You'll learn how to manage your time effectively through time management routines and systems with a biblical mindset so you can free up more time than just those little cracks in your day that you scrounge to find. You'll keep your short fuse at bay and you won't feel so spread thin. You can go to bit.ly slash ditch the overwhelm course or just click the link in the show notes and sign up today. If you can't get the course now but you want some help to work through the season you're in or maybe you're saying, you know, I think I'm okay with my time management. I have some other stuff that's going on in my life. You can book a one-on-one coaching session with me and I'll walk through those areas that you're struggling in with you. We'll go through it in prayer and focus on God's call on your life to get you through this season. I hope you had a chance to listen to the last episode. If not, it's a precursor to this episode. So whether you end up pausing this lesson and go listen to that one right now, Or you finish this and then go back and listen to episode 72. Either way, they go hand in hand, so make sure you listen to them both. Monday, we talked about shifting our perspective of the situation and the things that are surrounding us and changing the way that we think and speak. Today is two more tactical things for you to do so that you can start living out what God has called you to do and ways to implement this to figure it out. God doesn't go into things half-hearted. He didn't say one day, you know, I think I'm going to make a Jessica today. Maybe she'll do something with her life. I don't know. We'll see what happens. 
I'll just toss some random gifts her way and see what she comes up with over time. Let's give her some spiritual giftings of administration, maybe some prophecy, and I'll just throw some great art skills over her direction. I have no idea how she can put that all together, but I'm feeling a bit crazy today, so let's just see what happens. There you go, Jessica. Let's see what you do with your life with these things I've given you. (laughs) No, he had a plan in place and he knew your name. He knew what very specific gifts, talents, passions, and visions he was going to give you. He knew exactly what he'd planned for those gifts, talents, and passions long before you were ever created. You have a big calling on your life. God goes all in with everything he created, and that includes you. Genesis 1.14 says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. Everything God created, he had a purpose for. He had a purpose for each light he placed in the sky, with intentionality, for each creature and plant that he created. And all of them were created with perfection. Why would you be any different? If he put so much thought and intentionality into creating an ant or a beetle or a daisy, you have so much more purpose and intentionality behind your creation. God created us to be in communion with him. Plants and animals aren't in communion with him. They can't do that. You are so much more special than the ant or the daisy. He was intentional with all of his creations, and he was even more, if that's even possible, intentional with you. You have amazing things in store for your life. God knew what he was doing when he made you. So let's figure out what that is. Let's not waste it just trying to get through your day and struggling without that joy, without that passion, without fulfilling the calling that God has placed on your life. Let's figure out what that is. I have two steps for you to be able to do that. First thing, I want you to write out your passions, your dreams, and your skills. What are you passionate about? Now, don't put too much thought into this. I want you to sit down and just write whatever comes to mind. What are you passionate about? Are you passionate about animals? Are you passionate about kids? Are you passionate about gardening, painting, art, music? electronics. I don't know, whatever it may be. Maybe putting furniture together. You love putting furniture together. It could be anything. What are you passionate about? What skills come easy and naturally to to you? There's so many things that people could just sit down and do without even thinking about it. And others look at like, how did you even do that? There's no way I could get that to happen. How did you paint that picture? I can barely even paint a head and make it look like a head. Some people are so skilled in areas that others would have no idea where to even begin. So what skills come easily and naturally to you? Has God given you any dreams about what he's planned for you? Has he placed a strong desire in your heart for something specific? Maybe you don't realize that it came from God, but you have this ache to do something specific in your life that it might actually be from God. When I was 14, I got this vision and I don't really even remember if I knew for sure it was a vision from God or if I was just thinking I was imagining this and then thought it would be cool. I really don't remember the situation behind it all, but I remember the vision so clearly. And now with all of my experiences, everything I've been through and all the knowledge, I know it was a vision from him. But I was 14 and I got this vision and this dream that was just planted in my heart. And now that I know it was God. 
I didn't know then. I just thought it would be cool. But to do equine therapy, I didn't even realize it was called equine therapy at the beginning. I thought it was just therapy with horses. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know it really even existed. It was just a God dream that he placed in my life. I wanted to do equine therapy for people. It was that, that broad. I didn't have anything specific with it. I just knew I wanted to do that. I wanted to have a ranch. I wanted to do therapy with horses and help people. It was very broad, very basic. And I had this vision of a woman with a horse and me there. And in this vision, I could just feel her pain and her terror almost. Like it was this deep ache in her spirit. And I could feel it when I had this vision. And I knew I wanted to help people like that. And now, years later, I was 14 then, I'm 37 now. I'm finally seeing things come to fruition with that. And I have more details and I have more specifics. But I had this dream and I had this vision that God planned it in my life for such a at such a young age. I had no idea how it would come to pass, what it was going to look like, or even who I was going to help. But God worked it all together, even though I had no idea what was going to happen. And I still have so many questions, so many unanswered questions but so many dreams and visions that I'm starting to see come to pass. And I'm starting to see those steps that God has laid out way beforehand that are all coming into place. And I had no idea. I didn't know any of this was going to happen. I didn't know how to get there. I just had to trust God with it. But I knew I had this dream and this vision for my life. And I saw what it would be like in the future. And I just had to trust God that he was going to get me there. But I have these skills. And I have these things that come easily and naturally to me. I have these things that I'm passionate about. And it all goes hand in hand with this vision and this dream that he placed in my life when I was 14. And now with the podcast and the nonprofit, all these things are starting to come into alignment and they're working together. I'm helping women that actually can be helped by the nonprofit as well and vice versa. People are coming into my life that need it all. And it's amazing to see how God has brought these things together. Neither the podcast, my course, my coaching, or my nonprofit equine therapy. I never envisioned any of this really happening, minus that little bit that I got when I was 14 for the ranch. I didn't know it would be a nonprofit. I didn't know how any of it would happen. And I definitely did not see the podcast whatsoever. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I don't think they even existed back when I was 14. But God saw it and God knew it. And he planted all of this in my heart. And he gave me all the skills and all the passions and all the desires that I needed to get here. But if I didn't seek him and if I didn't work on those skills and work towards the things that I was passionate about and I didn't seek him in that, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I wouldn't be living out the calling he's placed in my life. I wouldn't be seeing all these blessings and amazing things happening through me because of him. And I wouldn't see the people that I have been reaching and touching and helping if I hadn't sought him through it all. So what are you passionate about? What are your desires? What skills has he placed in you? They have a place. They have a purpose. And you are going to do amazing things because of what he has given you. You just need to figure out what it is. And that's where number two comes in. Number two, what are your spiritual giftings? 
Now, you may know all about spiritual gifts that the Bible talks about, or you may know nothing. You might be saying, what are spiritual gifts? I have no idea what that is. Well, we're going to talk about it. The Bible is specific about things called spiritual giftings. These are specific things that God has placed in you so that you can live out what he has called you to do, and they point to the direction that he's taking you. If you don't know what yours are, I strongly encourage you to study them. You can read through them and study what the Bible says about each one of them. And if in your studies you aren't able to determine what gifts, and there's usually multiple ones, that he's given you to operate in, then typically your home church will have a link for our spiritual giftings test that you can take to help you figure out what exactly that is. There's also a lot of links if you just Google free spiritual giftings tests. Just make sure you take a look to see where it's coming from to make sure it is a valid and trustworthy source. And you can take a test to see what spiritual gifts that you are likely to have. I'm going to go through what each of the spiritual gifts are, and I want you to grab a pen and paper and make notes on what stands out to you and what resonates with you with what you think he has placed inside of you. What stands out? What sounds like, oh, you know what? I do that. Or that sounds like me. Or yes, I am so passionate about that. Whatever stands out to you, I want you to start taking notes. 1 Corinthians 12 4 through 11 and 28. So these talk about the spiritual gifts. Now, they're talked about all throughout the Bible, but this is one of the main main passages where they talk about it. It says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. All right, we're going to talk first about administration. The Greek word for the spiritual gift of administration refers to a shipmaster or a captain. The literal meaning is to be able to steer or to rule or govern, and it presents the image of like you're steering a ship, like a captain would steer its ship and get it to go where he wants it to go. This is talking about an idea of a person that can guide a group of people to a specific goal. And this gift is really closely related to the gift of leadership, but it's a more goal or task oriented type of gift through organization, and it's also more focused on details than leadership is. Administration is the God-given gift to be able to lead others in really meaningful endeavors, and that's going to demonstrate personal care and concern to be able to meet the needs of others and encourage their growth. So this is really, the characteristics are that they motivate others to action, clearly communicate, they thrive when they're given authority. Again, it's very closely related to leadership. They happily receive authority when they're given it. They naturally assume a leadership position when there's a lack. And oftentimes, if somebody has a gift of motive of administration, they may have some type of level of leadership gifting as well. They take on long-term projects very well. They're a visionary. 
They have good networking abilities. They delegate well. They take criticism well. And oftentimes taking criticism, even if you have this gift, can be difficult. But they take it pretty well. They're passionate and enthusiastic. They enjoy accomplishing goals. They give credit to others. Meet challenges as they arise. Natural and capable leader. Understand the big picture. But they are very focused on details. They discard what doesn't work and they keep what does because they're so focused on the details and getting to where they're steering that ship, they're easily able to discard what doesn't work. They enjoy being around people and they really don't like the mundane routines. Now I, my highest gift, now if you take a test, you'll have levels of giftings and some are higher levels than others. Like you have, you're more administration than you are spiritual gift of healing. And I am higher level administration. And I I know I talk a lot about routines and systems, but I really don't like them. The reason I like them is because it makes, it gives me time and ability to do everything else. That's why I like routines, but I enjoy, I enjoy the results of it. I don't enjoy actually doing it and the mundane routines. I have to add variety in my day. So when I listed off all the characteristics, I check every box of the administration gifts. Now, a lot of the challenges for those that have administration as one of their spiritual giftings are that they might have trouble dealing with opposition because they are a natural born leader. They want to lead and they want to help steer that ship to where it needs to go. And if there's opposition, it comes against them being able to steer their ship effectively. They push hard to the point of neglecting family. And this is definitely something that happened for me. I can easily, if I'm not intentional with things, I can easily get focused on pushing hard in the different areas that I am working in. And then my family gets neglected. That's why I've had to be so careful with my systems and my routines and my schedules, because I don't want to get to that point. I had to be very intentional with it. Another one is apostles. An apostle's mission is to plant new ministries. They are church planters. They go into places where the gospel isn't preached, like a missionary might be going overseas or to a different area in the United States that might need somebody. They help to raise up and develop leaders and so much more. There's a lot to apostles. They often have many different spiritual gifts that encompass them because they need all these spiritual gifts to give them the ability to fulfill their calling. They're major influencers. They're typically entrepreneurial and they're able to take risks and perform difficult tasks. They're leaders that are leading other leaders. So leaders of leaders. Next is discernment. The spiritual gift of discernment is also known as discernment of spirits. The original Greek, I'm not going to say the word because I cannot pronounce it, but it describes being able to distinguish or judge a person, statement, situation, or the environment. The New Testament describes the ability to distinguish between different spirits. The Holy Spirit gives the gift of discernment to be able to distinguish if something is of God, if it's of the devil, if it's of the world and the flesh or a Holy Spirit in a given situation. So the discernment of spirits is huge to be able to identify if it's of God or not. Evangelism is when you have like an extra amount of faith and effectiveness in the ability to tell others of God's goodness, of his love, of his grace, his salvation, and you can reach out to the lost on a whole new level. 
when you look at the Greek word, it means one who brings good news, but it's only found in two other places in the New Testament. And evangelists are given the unique ability by the Holy Spirit to clearly and effectively communicate the gospel. They're able to overcome the normal fear of rejection that others might actually be paralyzed by. They'll continually seek out relationships with those who don't know Jesus because they want to reach the lost. They're open to leading of the Holy Spirit to approach different people and really in tune to what people need to hear. Exhortation is the next one. It's often called the gift of encouragement, and it means to encourage and strengthen when you look at the Greek word. The Spirit of God gives this gift to people to strengthen and encourage those who are wavering in their faith and might be going through a really difficult time. Those with the gift of exhortation can really uplift and motivate others as well as challenge them in order to foster spiritual growth and action in a direction that they're supposed to go that they may not actually be going in yet. The goal of the encourager or one with exhortation gifting is to see everyone in the church continually building up the body of Christ and growing in the church. Faith. This kind of faith is confidence, certainty, trust, and the trust that comes through a really close relationship with God. Those with this gift have a trust and confidence in God that allows them to live boldly for him. And they can manifest faith in mighty, mighty ways, like more than most people can. This is somebody that you look at them and you're like, wow, they are just unwavering in their trust in what God can do. They trust that God is sovereign and good, and they take him at his word and put the full weight of their lives in his hands. They have no doubt. They expect God to move and they're not surprised when he answers a prayer or performs a miracle. Giving, this one means to impart or to give sincerely and generously and without pretense or hypocrisy. This gift is for people to meet the various needs of the church, its ministries, missionaries. These are people who just really just want to give to everybody because they want to help and they want to see their blessings bless others. This is the ability to give freely of what God has entrusted to them. So they have been blessed beyond measure by God, and they just want to give freely to everybody else that needs it. It includes giving their time, material goods, financial resources. And when they give, they are filled with joy when they give. And they're eager. And they have no ulterior motives that would benefit them instead of those that they're giving to. They give as they're led by the Spirit, and they give freely and happily and joyfully. And a lot of times when they give, it's anonymous. They don't want the credit for it. They really want to just meet the needs of others in whatever way that they can. Oftentimes, people with the gift of giving have really strong business skills. They're financially wise. They're not gullible. They really understand that God gave us the ultimate gift, and they want to show others. They are like die hard on tithes and offerings and what the Bible says about giving. Next, we have the gift of healing. All spiritual gifts are to be exercised in faith, but gifts of healings involve a special measure of faith. The spiritual gift of healing is an intimate one. It really reveals the heart and compassion of God. He is the healer and physician, and he healed countless people. He cast out demons. He did amazing miracles and healed and even raised people from the dead all throughout his time on earth. Those who have this gift are compassionate toward the sick. They pray over them regularly, and their heart is just at a whole new level. 
They have great faith and trust that God can heal and will heal. And they're not deterred by any doubt. They're motivated knowing that God's revealed power will draw people to faith in Jesus. And their ultimate concern is spiritual well-being of those being healed and their relationship with Jesus. There's also the gift of interpretation. This is the interpretation of tongues. And it's found alongside the gift of speaking in tongues in 1 Corinthians 12, 10. The Greek word, again, I'm not going to say it because I do not speak Greek. I need to figure out how to pronounce these words, though. It means to interpret, explain, or expound some of the message that's not able to be understood in a natural way. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the gift of speaking in tongues here as well. I'm not going to delve too much into these, but God has given us all the Holy Spirit living inside of us with the with the external sign being speaking in tongues. Now there is a spiritual gifting separate from just speaking in tongues, your your spiritual language. There's a gifting of speaking in tongues for the edification of others. And when God has given you this gift, you will get a message from God to speak in tongues for the edification of others. And somebody alongside of you, whether you get the interpretation yourself or somebody else comes alongside of you and interprets that so that others can be edified. Those are the gifts of speaking in tongues and interpretation. Sometimes somebody has both of those gifts and sometimes somebody has one or the other and somebody else will come alongside and they go hand in hand. We have the gift of teacher. This gift has the God-given ability to study and research and explain and really truly communicate truth. They are a logical presenter of the truth and they confirm truth by examining the facts and they don't just spew it out. They enjoy studying and investigating things and they know how to do studies of the Bible. Oftentimes I'll use biblical illustrations because they know the word of God. They are more objective rather than subjective, and they have a pretty intense vocabulary. Oftentimes when they are answering questions, they'll start with the scripture instead of just delving into an answer. They're very intellectual and disciplined and oftentimes emotionally stable. They can be slow to accept the views of others because they are so intent on studying and researching themselves. They can be easily distracted by new interests and they believe God's truth leads to life change. So they have a lot of amazing characteristics and a few challenges as well. The gift of exhortation is the God-given ability to draw near to individuals in a time of need. They're encouraging and counseling them accurately with the word of God and persuading them to take courage in the face of something they must do or assuring them to take comfort because of something that has occurred. Some of the characteristics of somebody who has exhortation gifting, they're really verbally encouraging and they like to apply the word rather than just investigate it. They prefer practical application over theology and they work best alongside of others. And they they really enjoy doing personal counseling. They like to talk and they excel in communication. So some very similar characteristics as teacher as well. A lot of these characteristics do go back and forth between the different giftings. So you might see certain characteristics that fit you in multiple giftings. And somebody who has the gift of exhortation can easily make decisions and they prefer to quickly resolve problems rather than just letting them linger. And oftentimes they need to bounce ideas off of others rather than just mold them around in their head. Sometimes they can interrupt others because they need to talk so much (laughs) because they need to bounce the ideas off of others and they can be slightly overconfident. Prophecy is the gift 
that is the ability to perceive the spiritual need of needs of others and meet those needs through scripture. They're able to recognize the good and bad, and they hate what is bad. They see everything clearly with no foggy areas. They recognize good and bad character in people. They encourage repentance. They tend to be an introvert. And they see the Bible as the foundation for truth. They very courageously hold spiritual truths. And even though they tend to be more of an introvert, they can be outspoken. They see their own shortcomings and those of others very clearly. And they have a strong desire to see God's plans take place rather than their own or others. They promote spiritual growth in others. And they're fanatical about integrity. They strongly communicate what they perceive. They can be opinionated and holds to their convictions. They hold to a very high standard and sometimes can hold others to their same high standard. And they desperately desire to obey God. We have the gift of mercy. It's the God-given ability to have compassion for those who are suffering, combined with great joy in meeting their needs. They just love to love. And they search out the good in people And they bring out the good in people. They recognize the spiritual and emotional conditions of others very clearly. And they're constantly acting out of concern for others. They choose their words very carefully. Instead of just talking, they're very careful with what they say. And they often consider others more important than their self. They love to be thoughtful. They're trustworthy. And they're non-confrontational. They're unusually cheerful. Constantly cheerful. And they think with their heart rather than their head. They are the people that really feel what you feel. They rejoice when you rejoice and they grieve when you grieve. Oftentimes they can be overly sensitive and they can be easily hurt by others unintentionally. And thinking with their heart can oftentimes lead to indecision. The helper gift. A server has the God-given ability to recognize and need and administer assistance in others. They just love to help people. In relation to other believers, they're able to release them to utilize their God-given gifts. They willingly meet the needs of others. They have a hands-on approach to things. They're very precise and orderly, very detail-oriented, extremely friendly, and they have more interest in others than they do themselves. They're often the people who put everybody else above themselves. They go above and beyond what's asked of them, and they enjoy being helpful. They really desire appreciation and they actively express rather than verbally. So they use their actions. They're very orderly. They don't like clutter. They tend to be a perfectionist and they really place an importance on serving. They would rather do things than delegate things. And they're more the support person in the leadership role. They can struggle to say no when they get overwhelmed and they can often criticize those who are not serving. They help others to the extent of neglecting personal family, and they're so enthusiastic to help that they may come across as pushy sometimes. There are multiple gifts that the Bible talks about, and I really encourage you to go and study each one of them, but I just brought to you the main ones. And so if any of these really stood out to you, I want you to take notes on it and pray over it and research it and study these, and then go find a test that you can take to see what spiritual gifts that you have. And then as you study, there are others. Again, these are just the main ones, but out of all these gifts, did any specific ones speak to you? Again, if you don't know your spiritual gifts, talk with your leader in your church, see if they have a link for you to take a spiritual gifts test, or you can just search online and there are tons of different ones that you can access for free. So next for your homework, I want you to spend some time in prayer. Ask God to reveal to you the giftings that he's given you, your spiritual gifts, your talents, the special things he's given you that are special to you. 
You have a unique makeup that is special to you. Ask him to show you what your God-given dreams and passions are. He'll reveal it to you. Write out the list and pray over it. Ask him to show you what he has planned for you to use these for. Now, he may not reveal to you everything. You may just get little snippets over time because he doesn't always want us to know the big picture. Or maybe we can see the big picture, but we have no knowledge of the individual steps to get there. That second one is was, and it still is me. I know where I'm ending up. I know where my family is ending up. But the steps to get there, I have no idea. God reveals them to me as they come. I think he knows me so well. He knows that if I knew the steps to get to the end goal, I'd try to make them happen on my own instead of waiting for him. So I wait. Where are you at? Do you know the end goal? Do you have a vision that he's given you for your life? Or are you just trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing with this life that he's given you? Go through these two steps and spend some time in prayer. You will get there. If you want some help to walk through it, if you need some guidance, direction, and an outside perspective to help get you some direction, I am happy to help. You can head over to bit.ly slash coach, and it will walk you through booking a one-on-one session with me. Or if you want multiple sessions with me and you can get the bundle to be able to get a free hour, go to bit.ly slash one-on-one bundle to get it booked. Sometimes you just need someone with a godly perspective on your situation, on your current season. God has given me a great ability to see things that others don't, to teach, to coach, and walk others through where they're at to where God has called them to be. And it truly is my passion. I had no idea I would be here. Speaking engagements, creating content for a podcast, a blog, social media, Pinterest, these were all the furthest thing from my mind when I was envisioning what God would have me do. Coaching women that are overwhelmed, lost, and struggling to live the life that they want, I had no idea I would be here. I knew I was supposed to help women, moms, kids. I knew I would be speaking one day. God told me that when I was young. Coaching others was the last thing on my mind. But it is the most exciting thing I get to do. I love it, and I had no idea I'd love it. Seeing the transformation in people's lives, seeing that light bulb click, seeing them begin to flourish and that joy light them up again to help them be the mom they want to be, the wife they want to be, and the amazing woman that God has called them to be. That is truly my passion. And God had it all figured out long before I did. I can't wait to work with you. If you can't book a session with me, totally fine. I still want to hear what God was speaking to you through this all. What are your gifts, your passions? your vision for your life that God's placed in you. Shoot me an email at restoredmamapodcast at gmail.com so I can hear all the exciting things that God is doing in you. I really want to know. Have a great rest of your week, Mama. I'm praying for amazing revelation to come your way as you work through these four steps that I brought you this week. I love you, Mama. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you liked the episode, please take a moment to leave a review. This helps to get Restored Mama out there into the world to help more mamas like you find the joy and freedom in the restoration God has waiting for them. If you liked Mama's show, leave a review. It will help her get seen. I would love to hear your story, where you're at, and what you're hoping to learn and gain from Restored Mama. Send me an email at restoredmamapodcast.gmail.com to fill me in on your journey. I can't wait to hang out with you again next time. Until then, I hope this has blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life.